The Judas Cross, Chapter 9. Conrad's sister had managed to bring her overwhelming Wendy syndrome with her, streaking it across the naked serenity. Harley and Conrad listened to her paint what was once his blank character canvas into something that now resembled the scream by Everard Munch. Conrad didn't attempt to interrupt. He sat silently listening to his sister's superficial spiel. It was serving as a good protective shield against any slingshot sentencing that may be fired at himself. But Harley, oh, she had the dry measure of both Conrad and sister. She'd doubtless boiled down enough brains to bouillon in this hell's kitchen. She didn't need recipes or anyone else's schizophrenic stock cubes. To Conrad's astonishment, she was now playing second fiddle to his siblings' melodies and monologues. And she was skipping along without dropping a quaver. Typically, thought, self-centred brat. Never a cameo. Always still the whole show. He turned to silence her, but Harley held up a stop sign hand. And his sister carried on, fixated, eyes fluttering. Harley put a forefinger to her lip, suggesting silence. Then she spoke quietly. You know, Conrad, it's much better to let the quotient intellectuals, highbrows, talk themselves into a trance, especially a fellow psychiatrist, who I might add it's much easier to hypnotise than the virgin visuals. Virgin visuals? Is that what you call us? Colloquial quip. Virtual visual. You see, Conrad, animists such as your sister, they believe too much in the hocus-pocus of things. They forget to focus their attention on the consciousness. So obsessed with the mystic magic. It becomes a, like a personal phenomenon. A little like religion. Self-belief, self-obsession, taken too far. You can't do anything without a prayer or, in their case, a Fixation. Fix, shall we say. Exactly. That's what she wants me to do. Hmm. Animists usually find they're never quite in the real world. They want to serve up this sort of shamanic stew three times a day. Similar to indoctrination. You can see how it works with the hard drive head. It's etched and wired, and you can rewire it if you wish. But the main reason... Uh, Conrad, he said, I want to show you with your sister here, uh, let you see how simple the mechanics of hypnosis are. It really is nothing untoward, it's just a subtle suggestions into the subliminal subconscious. Harley turned and entered into a soft-spoken narrative with his sister, which to Conrad seemed as though they were focusing on, fixating on the total trivia, but then as he listened he realised that Harley was very skilful silk-tongued barrister. All her triggers and traps had already been set and sprung. Her gentle mind-meanderings were indeed just fishing, and Harley's cash and catch was coming in the form of syntax anomalies, and uh, she hooked them quietly from her sister's subconscious and dorsal stream. Harley then quickly pierced them into a sentence of sense and regurgitated the rhetoric in role-play. It's a brilliant cross-wording cryptologist. Suddenly, 
her reel-to-reel -reel rhetoric stopped, as though she'd just pressed pause on both of them. So, Canrad, what we're now going to do is take your sister a little further down from this hypnoidal stage, down a little further, cataleptic, and maybe even further than that, into the sleepwalking, somnambulistic stage. But for this age regression, you'll need to pay attention, because this is where you need to be. This is where, where we should be taking you. Don't worry, it's nothing untoward. With your fantasia and traumatic stress disorders, it will be much easier for you. So, you know, quietly listen to what's being said, and we'll see where we go. Her voice, her sister's voice, seemed to be spilling over into his own subconscious. Hayley was looking at him talking, but it's his sister. Also, her smile seemed to be reflecting from every polished surface, like a mirror, like looking into a rear-view mirror of a car. He thought he was tripping on LSD. The voice that was speaking was turning to gibberish. Total babble. But then Harley began to tune through the decades and the decibels, the topology, one sealed time capsule of Conrad's head starting to be opened. And the radio of rational and reality was beginning to be spoken clearly. The language could perfectly understand and answered back fluently quickly but the dream dream was so quickly over with a slight popping as it had come through a sound barrier Conrad was back looking at the two smiling faces of his sister and the knowing look of Harley what are you two grinning at sister what are you grinning at we found her brother we found her at last, the ghost in your machine. And it's unbelievable. She has a language, life, loca, all of her own. A father's past, an omen. It's as though you've got a separate soul. I told you I'd seen and heard her. A poltergeist in a potting shed. Tell him, Harley. She's quite right, Conrad. I've never seen anything like it. This person from your father's past, the wartime memory implantation, is so perfect. I don't know how, who, what, where, but we'll need to do more sessions to exercise this ghost from your machine. And we'll try and pull out some more details and demons. In most cases, the sort of age-regressive child's cranium is... Just small amounts of clutter. So much here. Somehow, if I will say one thing, Conrad. People's storage units, as it be, hippocampals, regions, normally strewn across decades and decades, take forever to analyse and defragment. It's like a never-ending jigsaw. But you, this is not going to be arduous at all. I have a feeling that this has been placed there very, very meticulously. Yes, 
Me too. And my father's meddling. Machiavellian coup de main, no doubt. However, Harley, do you not think that possibly it could be just instinctive DNA, traits that have been passed automatically? I mean, it's been clearly shown that cloned animals and you know, do have exact replications and phobias of the forebears, have they not? Yes, I've seen all that. Yeah, very sceptical. Call me old-fashioned, but I still prefer to think that babies are born pure, immaculate, with a brand new soul of their own. So the personalities and persuasions you're thinking are, are formulated in uh, formative first five years, yeah? Yes. Well, I would hope so. So this maker of mine, you don't think, could be fairly Machiavellian and uh, sort of preset my perceptions, memory implantations and, and sort of neuro neurological nativism, no? Negating my need for experiences, as it were. Didn't Walt Disney do the same for the whole world? Delusionism? Back then, of course, we didn't have TV. Well, I wouldn't say that, you know, I suppose given enough patience and time, it could be done. I mean, my patients, some of them, got heads full of cartoon characters, still from Disney World. You know, my, Harley, my brother always paints my father. Black, his character. Well, is there any wonder, baby sister? It now turns out that he's been carrying a fascist flag, wearing the undergarments and swastikas, and also flying the Jolly Roger. All for duty, of course. Hmm? Though, you know, Harley, to me, my father was just a normal ex-serviceman that ran the post office. He was uh, unbelievably beautiful to, towards me. He nurtured me perfectly. Yes, sister, very much... A positive posty, eh? Unfortunately, now with a trail of torture and treachery behind him. What a perfect cover, eh? All that correspondence, passports, birth certificates, etc. To be, shall we say, confiscated and counterfeited? I know what you're trying to do, brother. I'm trying to insinuate just because my father's espionage and background that him being a... And I might add for king or queen of his country, a double or a triple agent. And after the terrible war which he had to serve in, suffering, you're trying to make out that I have this sleeping beauty syndrome, the need for rescue a folkloric hero, my father. <sighs> Look, all I'm saying is he got the perfect cover. Anyway, let's get back to his war years. Obviously, this continual game of real-life murder, fear, love, betrayals, all that. Harley, are you superstitious at all? No, I leave the supernatural outside of my work. Jung, you know, Jung's transcendentalism is, is not what my work's based on at all. But you must have exposed a fair amount of, shall we say, ghosts. I'm screaming from the skulls of these mortal machines, no? Oh, yes, yes. Many times, but uh, fully explained. I never, I've never witnessed anything totally supernatural. Hmm. 
They say all bad things come in threes, don't they? Triads. Sort of the devil's number. Treble. I would say religion is bad, but it's, uh, it's based on a trinity, and usually tragedy comes in threes, a dark triads. Yes, what are you thinking? Well, do you not think this, uh, this could be the third roll of the dice, a piece of Machiavellian malice, evil, my father? No. No, no, people are not born evil, they're made evil. Under hypnosis you can usually find the truth, especially in ageless you know, regression. So if you look at this character on a, a time scale, my father, the opening scene... Sister, I think it's over to you to explain, possibly. And start the ball rolling, as it were. Well, I found out that her father, unfortunately, was an orphan who was privileged in any way. His opening scene in the scant diaries, diaries you never mentioned, well, in the diaries his... Uh, his life had started out very, very grisly. He'd been an urchin running wild in the crime and decay of London. No school and no rules. Just an abandoned orphan in abjection. And the only chance of survival was crime. And comfort and consolement. Brutality and beatings and buggery by the sounds of it. It was bedfellows. Mm. Sounds like my days at public school without the tuck shop. Anyhow, his days were filled with felching and uh, fencing, stolen goods, between the filth and the torment, that was, which was the norm. And it seems as though the lost light of uh, hope, well, he was just blinded by darkness and depravity, he began to abide. But still, uh, he was never a villain or a vagabond fully, truly, Sort of a half caste, not in you know, not in colour or of skin, but in the shyness of sin, I think. Oh, very good, sister. You almost built that Dickensian, dystopian daddy, poor suffering Oliver Twist. So what are you now telling me? Our father was just, uh, was just made into some sort of cruel coward, was he? Eh? Hey?